here we go. Spring of 2020. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Scary. Welcome to episode 30 of the 1080 Outdoors podcast. It's been 30 episodes. Jed's 30 years old. Almost Not yet. Almost. Not yet. Not quite over that scale, huh? Nope, knocking on the knocking on the door though. I'm not gonna lie, I thought you were thirty. <laughs> You're young. Why? Because I know people your age now or your grade are like getting over thirty and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most people who I graduated with are thirty now. Yeah, you're really young. Really young. July, correct. Oh yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be multiple people who graduated the year before me that hit thirty before me. Yeah. Wait, what did you just say? July? Yeah. Yeah. I'm June and I'm really young too. Um, so before we get going, big announcement, the, Weston, go ahead and announce it actually. What am I announcing? The turkey dock. Oh, yes. Big news. Big dog. Big news. Uh, next week. I take him as a guest over any single individual in the hunting industry right now. Yes. After that podcast. Yes. Uh, we have... Scheduled for, for next week, so release in two weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah. it'll release Maybe. a week from when this yeah. is being When you're released. listening to this next week, yeah, the next yeah, one. right, correct. Um, Mike Chamberlain, the Wild Turkey Doc. Uh, big yeah, guest. we're gonna have him on hopefully, and if we don't, we're gonna look really dumb. So yeah, we're calling it out. Right. Well, we already <laughs> scheduled. scheduled for next Monday. It's already scheduled. You never know. So Corona might shit happen. You right. never know with Rona. And speaking of that, how, how are you guys doing? Anything weird happen to you guys this last week? I've, I've honestly started kind of uh, distancing myself from the, from like, the news about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't read anything about it. Like, I was like consistently looking at like numbers and like trying to like track them myself. You were, you were big into it. The only thing that I look at is if Vernon County has had it yet. And as of this morning, no. They have not yet. Yeah. No. I, yeah, I was going around looking at all the other countries trying to predict our our, our outcome. Oh, of course, you were. <laughs> what what was your prediction? Well, initially I thought it was going to be a month because of China, and they, we find out they, they they're liars. So that screwed up my whole thing. Right. So I don't blame the doctors. They didn't know. I didn't know. Um, and now I think we're just we're we're like two or three weeks behind Italy. So shit's gonna start going down, and it's starting to level off now, and we're gonna start going down and the question isn't going to be really like i don't know i guess i don't i haven't been watching the news as much but like is the question still like oh shit like we're all gonna die or is it more just like when are we going to reopen everything now oh it's pretty uh Uh, they're still they're keep they're still pushing stuff back like minnesota just did yeah i saw that that's gonna be the question they push it back another two weeks it's gonna there's that's the that's the unknown thing now like when you open stuff well i just talked to your mom on the way here she was out walking bow, oh. and she said that they got on a call for the, whatever, she's on the county board or whatever she's on, and they said that it's not supposed to peak till mid-May in Wisconsin, though. Yeah, I heard that. So that's, then it would be a downhill, so you would think that until it peaks, they probably wouldn't open anything. I would guess, but. 
Yeah, I I you I I hear everything. I talk to <clears throat> people from all over the country. I talk to three or four different people today from different parts of the country, and you hear different things in different places. Right. Talk to a guy today that thought we're in we're gonna be locked down for like two years. I don't know. It's I'm sure it's I'm sure it's much different in different areas. Right. Well, but I don't know. Like, we're like, in a lot like of you situation. look at our situation in Vernon County, there's been zero cases. Yeah. They can't shut, keep everything shut down forever when there's not anything going on here. So, like, at some point, I think they're, my prediction is they're going to end up going county to county and reopening stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start out west where there's, like, nothing. Nothing. Well, like, minus California. Well, no, minus Washington but even, and even, Oregon. Right, even even those places, they they were, like, I think they're considered pretty much um, on their way down, yeah. you know, because Washington was like one of the first places, mm-hmm. and California was. But I, I, I did actually read something over the weekend that uh, over ninety-seven percent of the American population is under some sort of stay-at-home order. So I was thinking to myself, like, oh my god, that's like, I'm like, what's the one state that isn't then? Nope, six of them. Six yeah, states. Like Wyoming, like Montana or no, something? No, Montana is. So it's Wyoming. Idaho. Nope. Wyoming, North and South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, and Arkansas. And I was like, well, I guess those six states probably would only make up 2.5% of our population. How the hell is Arkansas? Well, they're behind the times on everything, I think. <laughs> I know, but isn't, yeah, they're like real close to, I don't know, I guess you could say the same thing for Iowa. Right. And I know there's a lot of drama in Iowa about it. Is it? Is there? Yeah, the governor's crew was like, I'm not doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Because what was it? Like, Alma Key? Like, Alma Key. Yeah. was real bad for a little bit, but. Well. I don't know. I do know this. We did some land management work this last week. We did secure the farm. The farm is closed on. It's over. The uh, nightmare of the whole real estate process is terrible. Um. <laughs> I guess I could could talk a little bit about that because my situation was kind of uh, unique. So um, I, I think it's important for anyone listening to understand that, number one, buying land is not completely as daunting as you may suspect. Like, you look at, like, the general belief in real estate is if you buy it, property like land you need 20% down and um, you know you're gonna you're not gonna be on a 30 year loan you're gonna be on like a 20 year so it's, it's pretty like who has you know even like $100,000 worth of land you're gonna have to put 20 grand down mm-hmm. and then pay for it so it's tough for people our age I um, just like anyone else didn't want to put a bunch of money down so there's two there's two options that I kind of I kind of conjured up Number one, my first option was going to be buy a house on a pretty good chunk of land because then you can tie in the conventional financing with it. So if you're like a, so if you're like our age, um, and you haven't bought a house yet, you technically could use a first-time home buyer loan, which is like, I don't know, you did it less than what is it, like two percent, three percent down, uh, or zero percent. Ours was zero. Yeah, because it was us certain type of loan I can't recall. Yeah, especially like in these times. FHA or something like that. Yeah, especially in the, And nobody talks about this kind of stuff in the hunting world either. Right. 
Like, it's just not, I don't know, it's not talked about. I get people don't like talking about money and shit, but if more people were educated about how to buy land, especially hunters, I feel like we'd be in a lot better place. So anyways, and we're and this is going to be a, a large overall theme, like, I think, because it's important to buy. Like, if we're going to discuss all land management stuff, we need to discuss the money behind it and figuring out a way for, for hopefully how to pay for the land that you buy. So... Obviously, my biggest key was not to not to blow a lot of cash. Obvious, and if thank God, especially right now, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually worked out a deal with my parents. Presented, and you guys know me, a twenty-page document explaining <laughs> real estate trends, explaining um, exactly how money was going to be made off the property, all the different ways: five-year projections, ten-year projections, fifteen projections, resale projections, everything. Um, and I and I presented it to them. So we were able to use the equity they had in their house um, and actually get this place and then brought Joe in on it. So we actually have a three-person deal because there's two houses here. So because there was two houses, I couldn't use the first-time home buyer loan. So it turned into a commercial deal, which isn't the end of the world. You have a lot more flexibility on closing, kind of like what we did here. Um, so I I don't know. People get worried about asking their parents for help or asking um, people for help, but... It's not like I wasn't asking for. I literally went to them, similar to like what a financial advisor or someone that would invest their stocks for them and explain to them it's a great investment. This is, um, it can be as little risk to you as you possibly want, and um, you can. And I explained that you can be out of the deal because our initial idea was I was going to split these parcels and then get a conventional loan for this house. So, all those I just presented the option to them. They've never owned land. So now they're actually all in, like, want to actually own part of the land and stuff, and the houses Joe and I are taking care of. So we used uh, kind of a weird, put everything under an LLC, wrote up documents for it, and at closing we went, we were ha- we uh, had to bring zero cash, which is fucking nice. <laughs> and they covered all, all, I mean, like, zero, like, closing costs, everything. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, and I, and you need to, you. It doesn't matter. Like even if your parents or or whomever was going, anybody involved in the deal has to have stable credit. Has to have you know a job. You can't just like it has to make sense. Like if you're gonna qualify to own this property by yourself, and you, then you bring partners in, it makes sense. But if if any of those people can't afford it, you know, it doesn't make as much sense. Right. So, I think that was easier for people to understand. It's just not, it's not the end of the world. Like, there's ways to figure it out. And if you're buying your house for the first time, it's a good idea to try to lump that in with land because for the most part, like for now, unless you're gonna, you know, you're gonna use collateral equity in a different real estate property, you're gonna have to bring 20% to the table. Always on land. And I think it's ridiculous, but whatever. So. Now the game is figuring out how to pay for it. Yep. Um, and kind of wrapping into that, I so essentially we have a 30-acre egg field with 15 acres wooded. Um, the wooded pro- wooded part of it obviously can be logged for uh, some type of cash, um, but it also can be enrolled into closed MFL, which you just have to contact a forester and DNR, and um, they'll work up a plan with you, and then you get a tax break, which is obviously pretty nice and then um, initially this year we're gonna rent 
20 of the 30 egg field acres um, and that'll be some cash and then it will be moved into a rotational grazing system as a plan right now the rest of it another big one there is uh, contact your NRCS office their cost share programs are ridiculous and I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna talk about numbers right here because I think they differ in different areas but it's pretty generous and it helps with all your infrastructure seeding pretty much anything to get your rotational grazing system set up so they're just trying to pull egg, egg production fields out of that and into grazing pasture um, science proves pretty clearly that that's better for topsoil water table all that good stuff so they reward you pretty handsomely and then you pretty much get a system that can make money after that that's it so Jed yep what did we do this weekend well we uh, we opened up some canopy is what we did yeah we discovered a we went on a discovery mission. There, we went on the other side of the property that we have not been to yet, and found what do you think? I don't know. I'd say fifteen to twenty beds. Yes. In uh, real thick, so it'd be west to <coughs> south, kind of point wrapping point. So you think of a um, a west facing point or facing like ditch, and then wrapping around to a south facing hillside. Um, and that south facing hillside has. What we think now is um, taken over with honeysuckle, so it's a brushy um, bush, pretty much. It's not. It's not a tree. It's kind of like that mid-story, and it's definitely the first. To, we're not. I'm not 100% certain, but that's what I kind of someone had told me today. It is definitely budding out right now, and there was a shitload of beds in there, like a lot. So honeysuckle is. Do you know much about it? No. The the only thing I know about honeysuckle is like the actual flowers that you eat. Yeah. Which is a different kind of honeysuckle than so what I think this they, is. I think they're a berry bush. I think they actually produce into a berry in the spring. Um, they are extremely invasive. Obviously, we, we have a whole hillside. Um, and it's weird because... The south-facing hillside across the ditch has very little of it, like one or two bushes. So, uh, my plan this year is probably—I don't know—I there's mixed, there's mixed uh, information about it, but essentially, your DNR or state services or biologists are probably going to tell you to cut it down. But there is, there is some, some use to deer. I would assume it, it provides good cover, and, and they probably do eat. <clears throat> but it's probably better not to be on your property from what I've found. So, but it's better than multi-floorals. Much better. Yeah. And, and from seeing all the beds in there, it's the deer are definitely handling it fine. So we went through, we picked a pocket of birch and poplars for the most part. What else was in there? Hickories and um, some dead some ash. ash. Essentially, I told Jed um, to whack everything. Um, he 
laid a bunch of birch trees kind of parallel with the ditch, which is which I, I really liked. I didn't even consider that before he started doing that. But I don't know. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen a lot of beds tied up against a big trunk of a tree that's down. So I kind of like that. Our overall goal there was number one, you cut birch and poplar down. They reproduce at like an insane rate and they produce really good uh, mineral stumps. So now this spring, those stumps will produce a bunch, so like a bunch of other birch and poplars are gonna try to come up there. And it's extremely uh, nutritious forage for deer. Like the first, um, they, they treat them like mineral. Uh, yeah, well, and especially because like, as I was cutting them, they were just leaking. Yeah, like, I mean, they're alive. Well, right, and like right now, you know, they're running sap, Yeah. or their swap, sap is sweet right now, um, and it it was just leaking out of the cuts as I was making it, like, yeah, would make a good blood trail if it yeah. was blood. Yeah, and when you're driving around, you'll notice it around along road ditches because sometimes people put up poplars and uh, birches actually for a windbreak, I've seen. And <clears throat> I'm suspecting that there was like a line of them there at one point or, a, you know, a rose and then they came through and cut them all down. And then like three years after that, it's like a ton of, you know, saplings that they just, they grow. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't want to say, it. I want to say it's like a hundred to one. You cut a tree down like a hundred, try to grow back. Okay. So in Canada, when you see like massive clear cuts, yeah, you'll see spread out through the clear cut several um big birch trees left and i asked a logger why they leave these random birch trees and he told me that it like in a in a birch group all the roots are essentially it's a it's a network of roots so if you leave one left um that is what makes them grow back like crazy. Yeah. And they don't want that. No, they do. Oh, they do. They do. They want it to grow back. Oh, so they leave one so standing. So they leave one. Just... They leave one to not kill the entire root system. Roots, yeah. So that it all grows back because that's just more pulp for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the, the theory behind the mineral stump is, uh, and there's science back this, I don't have it in front of me, but <clears throat> essentially that tree's still alive even if you cut it down. And all the nutrition, all the um, mineral that was going in the effort to grow this big tree, which we cut one of the birches, we counted the rings, and we thought it was pushing like 70 years mm-hmm. old last, yesterday. And uh, so now it's there's a stump, and all those roots are still doing the same job. So they sprout out all these uh, stems pretty much, and they're, they are extremely high in mineral. And nutritious and deer I guess kill them I don't have uh, direct personal experience on it like testing it but <clears throat> the science is definitely there we'll hang I'm gonna definitely hang a camera in there too and and you always notice like there's going to be a group of poplars there's always gonna be a group of birches together like there's very rarely will there be one and those areas can always if you cut them down that'll always be a nice little pocket that'll grow up really thick um, be pretty good vegetation so that's like the main thing that, um, I don't know, probably half acre worth of wood we cut down yesterday. And we're just gonna keep, keep methodically working through the woods like that, probably all through 
I'll, I'll keep doing it through June and July until we got to, I want to get to at least this one <clears throat> spine that I'm going to try to create to be the, the kind of the focal point of all bedding that runs off what will be like a bedding area up in that's transitioned from the ag field. So it, it's probably hard to, it's hard to make sense of it on a podcast, but. The, uh, the craziest thing, or the neatest thing, I guess I should say, is that uh, there was a birch tree and a hickory growing out of the same yeah. stump. So in 15 years, we're cut that hickory down, and we're going to take a look at those. Those growth rings and see how much rings. better or worse it does. <clears throat> yeah. I'm guessing way better. I would assume. It's probably going to straighten out. <clears throat> But it, trees, it, it might just, yeah. it might slow down because it's not competing with anything, yeah. you know? My old uh, wood teacher, woods teacher, shout out Ned Lees. Great Come guy. On. Great guy. I was uh, a 14 or 15 year old kid in woods and the first like month of woods is book work. And I being the person that I am was probably being a dick to him and not, um, not paying attention, not being productive classic and he's like dude you don't understand when I go out in the woods I just look at I look at all the trees and it's just a big giant fight and I'm like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> weirdo he's like you look up you sit in a tree saying all you do is look at these treetops and they're like they're all just fighting with each other and they're like I'm gonna kill you and you're gonna die because I'm gonna get to the sunlight first it's a giant fight they're all fighting for sunlight that's why you see trees that are crooked they had to get crooked and then you take these some certain trees out and you take the competition away, trees essentially uh, should flourish. But shout out Ned, probably doesn't listen. He's he's probably like he probably he's probably one of those guys that like doesn't listen to podcasts. He's like too busy. Yeah, doesn't believe in them. Scoffs at them. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> podcasts. New or he's got like one like that's the new one. age kids. Yeah, and it's probably not about hunting. It's probably about like. I don't know, the psychological yeah. uh, competitive edge you can get yourself for cross-country running or something. I don't yeah, know. Best hit pressure ever, that guy. Yeah. Had good hit Crazy. pressure. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. I don't want to steer off into wrestling. <laughs> We're getting into a weird spot there. So, yeah, that's pretty much the management stuff that we covered. and um, Yeah, like I said, we're, you know, we're, we're just going through, and we're t- like yesterday we just discussed before we started cutting anything, like what the plan was, where you wanted to, you know, steer the trees to fall. Um, the whole like hinge cutting thing, I don't, I don't really believe too much of it. Like they, I, I really think deer would rather eat the understory that comes up than a, a bent over tree that produces some leaves. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're definitely gonna try a little bit of everything, but for the most part yesterday was, Jed did some impressive steering of trees too. Like literally, I don't know. It was minimal cleaning. Like a like because there's a lot of trails where yeah. we were, and I was trying to avoid. And like the folk, like, and I was trying to put the treetops on some trails. Like no, 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 we don't want you there. No, no, you come over here now. Yeah, he did an impressive job, and you have, and if you can picture like a finger, a wood finger ditch. So if you look at your pointer finger, let's say there's a crossing at your top. Um, 
What's the top? Are we talking the the bottom knuckle or are we talking the talking uh, the fingernail tip? I'm talking about this like first indent, your first knuckle, the first crease. So picture a crossing there. So your last your last phalange. Yeah, like your your okay. like the one the closest to the head of the finger. Okay. Okay. And then there's a, a deeper like more used crossing down towards the base of the, mm -hmm. which there always is. Yeah. So we're just trying to accentuate. That's not. Working. No, it's not. No. Accentuate. Accentuate. Yeah. Um, that top crossing, which will help us, because uh, we had the discussion yesterday. Yeah. I wanted. I was already doing it. I'm like, I need. I want to come down here on this crossing, and um, it's like right in the dead center of that finger that I'd have to like access through the woods and get down in there, and then like there's no guarantee of what your wind's doing down there. Yeah, it's just it's just deep enough in a ravine because around here every finger there isn't a finger that's of woods that is flat. It's always yeah, yeah. sticking up into a field and the bottom of the finger is the bottom of a ditch or a ravine. Yeah. And it's just not good. Not a good place to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I don't know how to explain this. But when you look at so a finger in generally and I hope everyone understands what a finger... What else is a finger called to people? A finger. I've never um, heard it explained any I mean, other way. Yeah. It's a little section of woods that juts into a field. Yeah. So it, if you look at the woods from a, from the top, it looks like a finger of wood sticking, sticking into out field. into a yeah, field. Right. So I think there's three spots to be able, that you can possibly hunt a finger. You can hunt it at the very head of it. Which is field the fingernail. Edge. Which is like, yeah. Like field the, edge. Or... Yeah, like, well, where right. you're, like picture where you're like your fingerprint is somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then you can hunt it at the inside corners. Because there's always inside corners. If a finger jets out, you're going to have inside corners of the field, right? Yep. So, and all those trails work off that too. Like, they, they all... So, the issue with hunting the inside corners of a finger... Is you had access through a goddamn field, most likely, which is not going to be fun in the in the in the dark. So you really get left where, and you can get away with it too. Like you can hunt that the head of it a lot, probably, because your access should be pretty good. But that's kind of where you're stuck at, and I wanted to go in from the inside corner, even in further, which is psychotic. You can't do it. Not you, to mention... You, you can, just not there. No. Not there because the only places to hang a tree stand are too low. Yeah. And it's just not Yeah. great. So did Jed have to talk you out of it or did you talk yourself out of it? It was a conversation we had. We both were trying to figure out a solution to hunt right. this. Like, cause, because it was because like, it's a great spot. Yeah, it was like it really 10 is. goddamn trails meeting at Mud. one spot that went into the ditch that it was just a giant beaten down crossing. So... It's a place you want to hunt. Yeah, it's just... and, and, and it'd be a sweet setup. You would have, you'd have deer that were wrapping that point to you. You'd you'd see deer on the other hillside a lot. Like, it'd be a really fun place to set, like on November eighth. And you would see if you could get in, if you could get in, you might see some. But the issue is, it's too low. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about elevation, if that was fifty yards up the hill. And your wind can get up above everything. So whether your wind's blowing out to the field or whether it's blowing out over a point, 
or a, a ditch, um, you have a shot because you're high and you have and your wind's consistent. But when you're down there, like we've done it, we did it. We're not. I like we don't have this opinion because someone said it. Like we did this shit where we wanted to go in and hunt that first ledge and first. It, it, and I get it. If you're hunting public land or you, or if you need to push the envelope or if you're desperate, by all means go in there and do what you need to do. Um, but I think for the most part, like we're kind of forming into more talking about like people who are owning land and and you know one of the big things is keeping your pressure low, like. You can't just dive in there and your wind and just accept the fact that your wind's doing a bunch of crazy shit that you don't know what it's doing. You don't, you have no idea. Like legitimately, what was the one day? November 4th, 2018, right? Because it was two years ago, this fall. Like it was last year. Was, was it the, yeah, it was the year that you shot your buck and then we went down a couple days later. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so it was two years ago. We went down to a spot um, that I said, oh, I'll only hunt once. Like this, the stands put here for one hunt. That's it, and it was on a nice like second tier spine that ran out. Great, and it was right in a bedding area. So like when you get into those like theories of hunting bedding areas, hunting doe, like get right in a doe bedding area during the rut, <clears throat> this was what they're talking about. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. Um, it just doesn't work there. Oh, man, it was a terrible day. Not only walking in did we spook a ton of deer. No less than 10. Because ideally your wind is blowing. So picture if you're top access. <clears throat> now if you're bottom access, you can sneak up on a point and you know exactly what that wind's doing right there, you have a shot. But if you're top access, you want the wind to be blowing off that point over into the big ravine, right? So essentially, ideally, it's going to be blowing over everything and, and uh, hopefully it's too far away from another hillside to kick back. Um. So your access, if you're coming in from the top, is you're blowing your wind right into where you're about to walk. So not only are they probably getting a sniff of you, but then you come stepping in. I don't give a, if even if you make a little twig, they already suspect something. They're gone. Mm -hmm. And that morning, we literally took one step into the woods, and it was like a fucking bomb went off. Everything. Dude, there's probably 20 deer in there. And... Yeah, probably should have, we should, I don't know what the hell happened. That was terrible. And then we ended up sitting there the whole day, all day sit, saw three deer, and like two of them were basket rack, like a year and a half year olds, and they busted us even. And they were from multiple different directions. And just during the day sitting there dropping milkweed, like there's no, you have no clue where that goddamn shit is going. Like it's just going everywhere. Not to mention, you don't know what it's doing after, you know, 20 feet or 20 yards off your stand. So it's just, you gotta, you have to get up on the ridges. You can't be hunting those. Unless you're hunting public and you're desperate and you need to. Or, need or to it's a big ridge. valley. You know, like you can hunt low yeah. in a big valley. But you need to know what that window is. Right. And, and most likely you don't. So Correct, correct. Like I know, like my dad's valley has a spot where a north wind means my wind is going north. Yeah. A south wind means my wind is going south. Like it's ass backwards. Yeah, it kicks back like mm -hmm. twice. Or you say, oh, you say it's op complete opposite. Yeah. <clears throat> north wind goes south. South yep. wind goes north. Uh, and a west wind goes south. Okay. Yeah, because the south is a big opening. Yep. Yeah. Topography has a lot to do with that yep. too. And we talked about it yesterday. I was like, I, I almost like topography for forces wind in certain ways way more than 
um, like I don't know, people talk about like thermals and stuff, and uh, we do pay attention to them, but your topography and that little breeze is like they follow wood lines. They it kind of follows, you know, points and, and ridges and um, the best. I guess the best way to explain it is if your arm, picture your arm being a, a spine or a ridge, you want the wind to go directly perpendicular to your arm. That's the best chance you got. And then on either side of your arm, you better hope that it's a big enough gap where the other hillside doesn't kick it back and everything. <laughs> I've had, I've sat in spots like that and everything gets you. Mm-hmm. Like you are so fucked. Yep. <clears throat> so, I don't know, I could go on a rabbit hole on wind all day because it just does I've just I'm meticulous about the way I hunt so when I hunt I sit there and I drop milkweed over and over again and I think about every time I sit somewhere what happened and if you're getting busted and things are blowing and you don't see it and you don't know why you have to you have to almost assume that you're you're that spot something weird is happening with the wind but and I mean busted I don't just mean does blowing you better like bust it like they're running or a deer comes up and stops in his track and it's gone because i have a theory about does blowing too during the rut i think they do it all the time just to fuck with bucks i've many times have had does blow and be like oh god and a buck comes sprinting through so it's kind of maybe a different topic for a different time Anything else on that? All right. It is also the first weekend week of turkey hunting here in Wisconsin. Not because the weather is nice. We're oh. literally, I mean, we got lucky down here in southern Wisconsin. We didn't get any really any snow, but it's freaking cold right now. It's going to be cold Wednesday morning for the opener. Mm-hmm. Like 26. So who's got take? Weston, you have take? I got second. Mitchell's got first. So what is your plan? Uh, well, we uh, set a blind up in that right past the gate down there in the pasture. Yeah, that's a cool uh, spot. Yeah, and I actually went there on Saturday morning without Mitchell. Why? Were you hung over again? <laughs> Mitchell's off. you got fucking problems. Off mic. <laughs> Two weekends in a row where he's been unable to function on a Sunday morning. Saturday, Saturday morning. morning this time. Well... Either, Probably both. I would assume was it both. Yeah, it was sure both. Doing much God. <laughs> so, um, and I actually just kind of went and checked it out. Just... What him in a facility? <laughs> God. And so, uh, you know, I just wanted to check it out, see if there was any goblin, any noise, and I went, <clears throat> I went in there, and I just kind of listened for a while, and I thought I heard some like faint. Yelping like hens, and then I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push an envelope here and just give a little owl hoot, see if, see if you can't hear anything. And uh, I did, and each side of the, each side of the valley, um, a tom gobbled off. So I was like, and then, so then I sat like, there for are like, you, like in the valley that you're sitting in. So like the ridge top on either side. On either side. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the same gobbler bounce? The sound was echoing. I'm fairly certain. Okay. Because it was, 
you should be able to tell. One was, yeah. You well, yeah, yeah I, that, that was a sarcastic insult. That is <laughs> okay, I comprehension. I, I sent the video. I don't, I, know that you, I don't know if you listened I didn't, to it. No, I didn't, I didn't look at anything. Okay, well, I, we can listen to it. He is not posting self on videos. I, I, I deleted the post. I do. I don't know if you saw that. Because it was, I listened to it again. I was like, you can't fucking hear it. And it only got like two likes. So whatever. Dude. So I sat there and then I waited till I physically heard one fl- fly down. And I was like, right, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here because I don't want to fuck anything up. Mm-hmm. So then I just left. You should... And then I just sat at my uncle's driveway. What a strange and I strategy. Think, what? You just went right up next to your blind, like, I'm going to sit here, and then you walked out, like, right when everything was probably watching you in the daylight? No. I was there for a total of, like, ten minutes, probably. At your, you went all the way to your blind? No, I didn't go all the way to the blind. I saw the blind in the video. You were, like, ten feet from it. Yeah, I didn't go all that's the way like to the blind. You went to the bl- That's going to the blind. Not okay, to mention, so- you have to drive back... Where both hillsides are literally, you drive back in, into the hill. Oh my god, Weston. <laughs> well, anyways. Weston's getting scolded. I, if it, if it was, well, it's going to get worse once we cut the mics. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Turkeys, they do recover quickly to pressure. I will give you that. But that isn't that was an interesting strategy. Why don't you sit down by the buildings? You can still hear that far, can't you? I'm sure. Oh, my God. It's, you only go as well, far as you need to go, well, Weston. Here's the, and then here's the thing. I went and sat in my fucking uncle's um, parking, or his driveway, and I could fucking hear him off the other hillside and the hillside over here. Like, Jesus Christ. They're all over. <clears throat> well, they're never going to be there again. This is good, though. This is this is a good, good no, they're gonna be there. experience because this is we're teaching Weston how to turkey hunt through this podcast. So, well, to be fair... Like, you don't have a whole lot of solo turkey hunting experience. Uh, zero. Like right, none. right. And I only started turkey hunting two years ago. No, right. no, no he's yeah. a beginner. Right. Yeah, that's, that's why this is kind of interesting. Cause yep. that's, and that's why I try to, like, get you to ask questions, because most likely other people have questions that are very similar to you that are, like, listening to this. Shout right. out Abe. Abe Beckstrand, first time turkey hunter, listens to this all the time. That's good. So, if you have something in your head that you think... Comes your comes a question comes to mind. So that was just being way too aggressive. Well, it's just it's no. Just it's not, not being. It's, it's not being too sense. aggressive. It's just yeah. It's just thoughtlessness mainly. Ignorance maybe. Like when you look back on that. Like, like no, what, I, what did you th- like that wasn't that wasn't. I just wanted to see that if there's any tops. Dude, trust me. Me and Jared used to go around and start calling at him the week before. Like. Oh, I, I've got stories, man. It's <laughs> not. It's not used to. Yeah. He still does it. <laughs> Why? Maybe, maybe not. So weird. Maybe not like slam dunk farms that he like private farms that he has yeah, access like to. Like see if he, yeah. But like if he if he like okay so we walked some MFL this weekend. He was calling basically the whole time. We we had to hit the deck and hide behind a bush because two toms came running over a hill, <laughs> gobbling and strutting. Oh my god! And I'm like Jared, you are so happened, fucking stupid. It happened to us one time too. Yeah, like five years ago. Yeah, oh yeah. And doesn't learn. He's a child. He can't help himself. Well, it's like Taylor yelping while they're still on the tree. He just. Oh, I get. Yeah, that's why I don't put it in my mouth. <clears throat> you should just give me your calls from now on. <laughs> Jack and I haven't called not yet. <laughs> no. It's because those goddamn decoys are too nice. You don't even have to call. It's annoying. Okay, don't hunt with them. Don't use oh, them. I can't control myself. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I probably wouldn't have went all the way back because that just because of that blind, like if the blind was up on a like in a different spot, maybe, but 
But because you're so exposed to everything. And turkeys have, like, every turkey on those two hillsides saw you walk out. Yeah. Like, they see everything. And the woods is wide. Like, there's not a leaf. spot sucks for movement because, like, early season, there's nothing on the trees. Like, they see for, for miles, Ever. dude. Like, you can't be moving around. You can't, like, you can't, if, if, if that's, you, blind hunting right there is the only option because you can't be moving down there. So, do you have any questions about that spot? Because I know what spot you're talking about, and I'll tell you this right now. So, you guys are hunting Saturday? Yeah. Possibly some afternoon stuff, but leading up to Saturday. I mean, afternoon you got the best shot, probably. I don't, it's... Yeah, it's something weird about bottoms in the mornings. Well, it's tough to call turkeys down. It is. But when you're up top, they always go down first. <laughs> but they just don't seem to do that when you're down there. Right. I would... You got to sit there till like, noon. Yeah. If you if you want to kill a turkey by yourself, if you guys want... I guess you did last year, didn't you? Two years ago. If you guys want to kill one by yourself, you have to just... Pack it up and, and sit there until noon. Yeah, bring bring some food, bring stuff. some snacks, you children. Take some snacks. <laughs> Several thermoses of coffee. Leave the beer at home. Mitchell? Well, you had to wake up first, so that'll be the... I mean, you got to get out there in the dark. What time? Dark, dark. You can't be screwed like, when things are gobbling. Like, no. They can see you. Right. Gotta, you got to go out there in the dark. That's a think, shitty spot. I think they can see where... Yeah. They, they'll walking see you walking in. Yeah. I mean, if it's light. Yeah, I would, like, I would suggest being in the blind completely set up no later than 530. That's what I was going to say. Bottom, bottom hunting is, is odd. Because like, I got there at 545. That's when I was. Yeah. But, like, you want to be done being set up, sitting there bored out of your mind at 530. Yeah. Like, ah. Are these things ever going to wake up? Right. And then finally, when they finally do. <laughs> we didn't spook them. Yeah, yes. you're, you're going to be sitting here blind, and you're, it's going to be pitch black, and all of a sudden, <laughs> right above your head. And it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, you're going to get excited, because they're going to they're gonna fly down. They're probably going to get close. Dude, I got fucking jacked as fuck when, I, when the two just gobbled at her elbow. I was like, oh, man, I was like, oh, Yeah, at least you're not the one holding the gun, thank God. <laughs> Huh? That at least you aren't the one holding the gun Saturday. Thank God. Dude, I'm past that. I no, you're not. One. I shot one last year. I'm good. No, you're not. So you guys love Saturday, Sunday only. Tom. It's my afternoon stuff. <clears throat> well. For second season, I'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nice. That'll be fun. Nice. That'll be fun. I forgot you had second season. We'll do some freaky stuff. Wow, what season are you? First. I, I have I have Wednesday too. Jeffrey and I are going. It'll be uh I, I I'll be honest with you. I don't have a gauge on anything right now. I don't know what what's going on. I I haven't been able to find them very easily. I haven't spent a ton of time in my other places looking for them, but I definitely haven't been seeing them out in the fields. Like not not like I'm used to. Well, Saturday morning, my uh, cousin lives. Uh, by Barry Mills, he drove. He, he was driving on a YY. On the, it's a good road. On the it's Barry a Mills great side. road. Said he saw thirty turkeys. Yeah, yeah, that's a good road to see him. 
I, I mean, I saw a flock here uh, at our farm on the other night uh, on the neighbors. I know they're around here. So I, I sat out here last week on those two really good mornings and had a lot of goblin around. Um, nothing, I think, on my property, but I'm torn. I don't know if I should, if we should just try it here Wednesday morning and then see. The nice thing is, the exciting thing is, like I'm gonna be, like. I, like you know, I'll have to work and shit during the week, but I'll just, I'll just swing out here. You can, it's so nice that you can swing out here quick and hit a call during midday and right or get right. blind every night. You know. Honestly, I would I would not hunt here Wednesday because I think this place is only going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah. So I don't feel like there's a big rush. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Like, it's not like a, oh, this is only going to be good first and second season. No, it's literally the fact that, it's, yeah, it's the first time I've owned my own property. Right, right, and you want to hunt it. I get that. But, like. Yeah, I should probably yeah. just go and take Jeffrey somewhere. Yeah, especially if he's only got a day or two, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's true. He only has two days. Yeah. Damn cops. <clears throat> yeah, maybe we'll go out to the old old faithful. Trusty. You know, they're going to be out there. Kill a lot of turkeys. But when they aren't out there, it's so annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our strategy, I mean, my strategy this week is going to be get the, get the blind, get a bunch of decoys, and um, put it in the middle of the field. It's, uh, if, it, if the weather would have just, just stayed fine. Yeah. It would have been such a good season because they were getting they were getting ramped up. I, I do think that. It's just when these cold snaps come like this, like the midday shit just gets locked down. It seems like. Yeah. The weekend's gonna be phenomenal. Like mid fifties. High high fifties. They'll be midday. You can you can you can legitimately hunt midday all weekend, and it'll be good. But I don't know. First couple days are gonna be cold and. I don't, it's not at least it's not supposed to be windy though. So no, you planning on camping or? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the best choice. Camping meaning like sitting in a blind. Yeah. Most of the morning. Yep, getting the blind sit there for way longer than you want to. Especially out there, like just know that they're gonna come out in yep. the morning, no matter where they were gobbling before that. You at least have to give them a chance to. <clears throat> what are your hunting plans for a season? Not much. Are you got your dad to take? My dad. He'll probably be done by then. That's my guess. Other than that, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, and then Jed and Weston have second season, so hopefully, weather is more normal then. Are you guys taking off any days? You're taking off Friday then of mm-hmm. second season. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's turkey season about to be here. Like, I'm not as... We didn't take a youth out because they literally told us we couldn't. Yeah, we didn't go to Nebraska. Didn't go to Nebraska. Oh, that makes me mad. (laughs) You hate Nebraska, though. I know, but like... We gotta go next year now. We, like, we drop I, we dropped that video right before. I know. Right as <laughs> right. it was happening, well, yeah. like we should have been there the day it dropped. But like this this whole thing was really getting started then. 
Like for us, anyways. Yeah, and two days, three or four days later, Nebraska shut down all out of state. Yep. Buying. Yep. Fuckers. I don't know what's what would be your number one strategy to do right now. I would I would be seriously considering just camping out, get a blind, plenty of snacks, coffee, maybe a book even, maybe two. I'm definitely bringing a book and uh, and a heater. Yeah. Yeah. Can we look, can we like take a moment to talk about how happy we are? Turkeys don't smell. Like their There's sense of smell is is not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, they'd be a tough animal to kill if they could smell. I think they would be. Like I, I won't. You, you wouldn't be do? doing it with a bow. Like if you had to. <laughs> like if you had to take wind into consideration. <clears throat> oh man. That's gonna be a good question to ask the old turkey doc. Like how many yeah. how many generations are we away from turkeys developing? A keen smell. sense of smell, because if that happens, like, sorry, man, I'm using a rifle. Because they have some type of sensory in their beak, right? Like, it's just not very good. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's smell. It's something though. Like, something's telling them like to eat some certain thing. Yeah, that will be a good question. Yeah, and if anyone else has questions they want to ask a legit biologist and someone that's not trying to sell anything, <laughs> not selling the, the newest call, the newest decoy or anything like that um make sure to message our facebook page or wherever um, well, we can throw up a little post too see if yeah. people want to ask him questions yeah i mean the up. guy is obviously he's insane. brilliant yeah he's a turkey savant yeah yeah you find you find those people that are just that's what they do and because of yeah because he was on such a widely known podcast he's just been exploding yeah, I know I asked him. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you're getting like unlimited requests. But yeah, he's cool about it. I uh looking forward to it. What are the main questions you want to ask Mike Chamberlain next week? Like biologist, things you have thought about turkeys and plus the things you've thought about since we listened to the meat eater. Because I saw a post of his recently that is very interesting to me. Which one? Go ahead with yours first. Well, I want to know exactly how these sniper owls are taking turkeys out. Like the mechanics of it, are they are they like coming down and taloning their faces, and then riding them to the ground? Are they like just shoulder, like uh, what's that forearm shiver? Are they giving them a forearm shiver and then pouncing on them on the ground? Like what what's the deal here? Yeah, or just body shotting? I don't know. Right. I would assume there's something to do with knocking them out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna guess that they're tailing them, tailing them in the face and riding it to the ground and breaking their neck on the way down. Completely mind blowing. That thing that is. That's how I want it to be. I know that. I can't wrap my I can't wrap my head around that shit. Okay, so what's the, the owls coming through and knocking on just a just a bird. silent killer, God. just a silent killer. And the turkeys are committing suicide because they keep gobbling like shut yeah. up. Well, the, yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> Um, I want to, like, I want to attack what level of critical thinking he thinks that they have. Yeah. Like, I don't want to attack, like, What's your I thought? want, I want to aggressively question him about it because like, I, I don't, it's critical. I think it's two things. I think it's fuck and live. Yeah. It's right. It's a survive instinct. Like it's, yeah. it's like, that's what I think is like, like canines have critical thinking ability, you know, like they can look at something and, and like. 
think about it. Yeah. At least that's what the yeah, science that yeah. I've read says. Right. But, like, yeah. what I think a turkey thinks is, like, will kill me, edible. Or yeah. fuck. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll throw yeah, edible in there. Yeah, because you'd separate the live. You wouldn't just have live because, of, I mean, that's kind of boring. Right. Yeah, um, three things. I would agree with you on that. What's uh, what's the post you're talking about? Dude. Okay. He posted saying that they just got done with an experiment and they actually disproved the theory that more cover has a higher survival rate of pulse. They're saying that the actual cover and uh, like just the way the woods is has no bearing on the survival. That predators are figuring it, figured it out at the same rate. That's mind blowing to me. Oh, so so like okay. they they had like tests in like an open more open woods mm-hmm. or more covered woods and like a really covered like really good like Thick like what we talked about like all the yeah. time like sunlight woods and I mean, it didn't. Being killed, make like a difference same, to him. Well, now I want to know why he, like, what his thoughts are on that. Like, okay, about nest habitat does cover equal more or better nest success? Many earlier studies said yes, even some of my own work, but using 600 plus nets across the south, we are seeing the answer is a resounding no. Most states nest fail regardless of the amount of cover. This picture oh, okay. shows some examples of nests. So this is this is this is nesting. This isn't this isn't uh like after they hatch. Oh making yeah. that okay. Oh that's a good point. Yeah. This is just straight nesting. Yep. Which is he, that might be more shocking. No, not really. Because so it must be your saying, yeah. Because like I would assume that most nests are discovered because of smell, not because yeah. of, you know, yeah, sight. that's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And, like, it's a stationary fucking object. I can't believe any of them make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're there for a long time. Right. It's and a, a turkey, it, a hen is sitting on it. Yeah. There's a lot of scent. Okay, yeah. I heard today that they, like, they will not defecate for long amounts of time. And they'll go a long ways away and take wow. a giant shit. You gonna ask them that? Well, obviously. <laughs> I want to hear about the bear shits that the hens take. So they, oh, they actually said like they're like large. Yeah, big old dumps. <laughs> <laughs> Do hens take huge poops? Yeah, that that's an interesting <laughs> one. I I really get into the um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him quite a bit about roosting trees. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because he's, he's actually he's actually posted some uh, like studies mm-hmm. with maps like yeah that loved stuff. it all the different trees that they roosted they need to the topo shit in <laughs> oh dude that one it's crazy that's exactly what you think when you hunt turkeys like that just that's that's the, the funnest part about listening to the biology people because. Mm-hmm. They just confirm everything that you think. Like, a lot of these things just confirm what you were thinking. And it's like, yes, I... Thank you for running an actual controlled experiment to prove my theory. Like, they they roost out on them points and at the head at the heads of ditches. Like, that's what they do. 
crazy. It's so much more to do with topo. Well, that scenario looks like a big, big forest area, though. Yeah. We're, we're not hunting anything that looks like that. I'd like to see... Because I'd say topography and... I guess it is probably more topography. I wanna I wanna know what his thoughts are on who who is in the worst position right now <clears> as far as the state and their turkey population yeah. and what the trends are. Well, for yeah, that and state. specifically, like, what is like Wisconsin gonna be like? Right. We might be doing a great job at acknowledging the later start because they moved it back recently. Yep. So they did a good job there, and like we're pretty good. Nebraska's, I don't know what the hell, like that's, listening to what he said, that's pretty much against science, that mm-hmm. they just want to start a month ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But keep doing it. Appreciate it. Yeah, right. Like, like I'm, we're only going to kill one. Oh, like, yeah. I get it. That's, total? Everyone thinks that way, then they'll all be dead. But You're going to kill one total every time you go there? Hope so. At, yeah. I at mean, least. Two at the most. Because you never go. Well, I'm saying because Jen never kills me when he goes either. So. <laughs> Law of averages, man. Gotta happen again someday. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna happen. He's, I mean, if you actually had some mental block in the breath, that'd be interesting. Right. Like, just for the next 20 years, can't do it. <laughs> oh, I can't even can pull a bow back pretty soon. That'd be weird. Are you, gonna sw- are you ever going to switch back to a compound? I... I won't say never because I don't know, but I have no intentions of it. Yeah, you can't predict the future. You right. can't predict if you have an injury right. or something. I'm a little bit interested as far as like the evolution of the different subspecies. Yeah, you know, and why they why they act the way they do. Is it just you know? Is it just um, environmental things? I don't know. It's weird. It, like it's weird to What's me. What's your knowledge of it right now? What's your understanding of it right now? Well, my understanding is that Easterns um, have are like the most have like the strongest gobbles. Yeah, and the, yeah, I always I always like kind of put them with just the strongest bird. Like they're the best bird. They're the best turkey. Oh, they are. Like they're gonna survive over all of them. Like then that's and that's sure, why sure, they sure. are the way they are. Right. Um, like like they have the. Um, they don't have the biggest beards, but they have the, the biggest, I, Rio's really, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's awesome. Um, but they're, they're the heaviest, you know, like they're the largest. Yep. They have the strongest gobble. Yes. They don't gobble the most though. Like, no, not even close to Miriam's. We we believe that's Miriam's. Right. And I did read an article supporting that, but I'll be interested to see what he says. Correct. Cause you know, he's probably got some goddamn data Mm -hmm. on that. (laughs) Maybe he, he might be stuck in more, like, he might be, his, most of his studies are in the South, so he's dealing with Easterns. Yeah, but he's also into some some studies with, uh, I can't remember if it was Rios or Goulds that yeah. they were doing oh, in the Southwest. Cool. Jesus. Um, Can you imagine having a Gould in Mexico? I hope to. <laughs> like, that's something I plan on doing. Dude, we were watching, uh, what's that, Pinhoti? Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave Owens. Owens. Yeah. I watched that one last year. It looked like people were killing him. It looked painful. It must have been so goddamn hot. What do you mean? Like, it was so hot. He looked like he was in pain when he killed that thing. Oh. Like, he was, like, dead. Dude, I hate hunting in the heat. And that, did you, like, the, 
it did not look fun. Like you were sitting in like rocks and like cactuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no grass to be seen. Yeah, that's cool. Like they, and it's cool. It's cool they live there. Like, yeah. Are you kidding right. me? Right, right. It's as it's as polar opposite of what we have, and it's the same. Basically, Easterns, animal. Easterns alone cover some ground. Like my God, they live everywhere. Right from Florida to, you know, Ontario and Quebec. For sure. Maybe not Quebec. Do you know Ontario for sure though? The story behind why. This is another question. I wonder if he's a historian. He probably is. He's just a turkey freak. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. So do you know like the history behind why? The Florida turkey is, and that's the only place Osceola's live. Do you know that? I do not. Do you? No. It seems insane to me. And what's the difference between them and Easterns? Do you know that? Because they look very similar. Well, I, f- I feel like Osceola's have like more iridescent feathers than, than Easterns do. Like they have a little more shimmer and shine. Yeah. Yeah. More green to them. But. But yeah, I don't I don't know much about them because I've never planned to hunt for them. And yeah, you're like you like you're like anti going to Florida ever, huh? I mean, I'm not anti. It's just there's a lot that I that's higher on the list. All right, so we have a normal we have a normal good spring next year. Okay. You gotta go to Nebraska. Okay. And then where if you want to pick one weird place. Weird or just like different? haven't been there. Yet. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. Okay, because you want a shot at Rio. Yeah, and I, specifically for Rios, because you you know because they have both. So, um, I just think it'd be cool like to go and hunt there. Okay, so you don't care. He's no, I I mean I would prefer a like, Rio. Would you you would head further to go. I, yeah, take a I would drive farther to hunt like, Rio. Yeah. yeah, like Nebraska, you want at least to have a shot at Miriam. And I feel yeah. like <clears throat> Oklahoma's a pretty good deal over the counter. I think so. I feel like, I think the THP guys went down there last year. Yeah, very, yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, like, if I wanted to just kill a real, we could go to California and hunt with my uncle. Yeah. But like, that's just like that's. Why are you so weird, weird about that? I don't know. It's just weird. Oh, the flights are annoyingly expensive too. It's like geez, right. Like, you have to drop a goddamn. I'm gonna drop a couple grand. Right. Which. I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I, ready whenever you're ready, but I'm, I'm not like in a hurry either. Like, no. we're, we're gonna get it at some point, right? I would also like to hunt turkeys in the Rockies at some point. Yeah, like that would just be fun. Yeah, I think I would love to go out to Wyoming where we were and hunt them. That would jack me up. I would like to know what Mike's dream hunt is. Dream turkey hunt. Yeah, I'd like him to lay out his his like. Ideal, right? Perfect hunt. There, there's my yeah, question. How much he's hunting? There's my how much are you even hunting? Probably busy during this time. He's, he like was most hunting, of their no, he was hunting. He, he was hunting this weekend. Yeah. Or last weekend. Yeah. He said most of the hens have uh, have nested. Time to hunt. Mm-hmm. His exact words. In Georgia, Georgia. or something. I think. I think so. Here. Well, he's a professor at Georgia. I also want. What I thought I, it was Tennessee since Georgia. I would like I to. So. That's how he does it. I would like to aggressively pursue whether or not he's above killing a Jake. <laughs> yeah. 
And if there's he is, a better option to support the herd. Yeah, if he is, I want I, I would like him to try to convince me As to, why to not to not kill Jake's. Yeah. I suppose that'll be interesting. If she may never shoot a Jake again after next week. Maybe not. I do uh I feel like he's the guy that he's the guy that can do it. If if anybody can convince Jed. Well, yeah, it ain't gonna be Joel Schmoll. <laughs> no. This is the guy. That would suck. I hope he doesn't. Because I don't mind killing a Jake either sometimes. No, I don't. It's a lot of fun. Well, and you got a, you got a crappy fifth season going. You got to whack a Jake. Like, it helps you out. Makes you feel I feel, I feel like if, if you have a crappy fifth season going, it's because you've not shot a Jake. Exactly. Does, does, it, does it seem or like there's... They, or you let him go a couple times. That just drives you to do it. Like, right. Like, really? You No, I'm not letting you go again. Right. Oh, I've never gotten there. <laughs> That's a lie. I let Jake's go one time. Or they kind of like skirt at like 35, and you're yeah. like, really? You're going to skirt me? No, you're not. No. Like, that's what happened with Weston last year. We whacked him. <laughs> and Jeffrey two years ago when we killed two on the, in one shot. <clears throat> they, had been, they, they even, like, you're hunting Tom's hard and like, Jake's for even. Well, we like, had that. Really? You're not? Like, why are you guys being so weird? Well, that's the thing, you know, like. Basically, it was like, okay, there's two Jakes that cause just came out of the fucking corner from behind us because we were watching that time just over the knoll. Like they always do. And they were, like, being sketchy and started, like, sprinting away. And Taylor goes, fuck it, just kill him. So I said, okay, just kill him. And it was surprising because he actually shot it. <laughs> like, hit it, I mean. Like, I mean, I wasn't surprised he pulled the trigger, but I was surprised he hit it, for sure. That's the thing, though. I don't have time to think about it, but I think it's easier. Oh, it's for sure easier. Oh, yeah. When it, in the you raise your gun up and shot, yeah, that's way easier. When I don't have somebody just fucking in my ear hole the whole time telling me, trying to tell me what to oh, do. Oh, we're not going to get into that right now. And be now. selfish. Hey, we're not going to get into that right now. <laughs> I'd be really happy if some turkeys came out like while we are doing this podcast. That'd be... That'd be sick. <clears throat> well, obviously, I'm going to get into barometric pressure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's gonna be wow. Those those stats are impressive. Makes sense. There you because you have clear sunny days sometimes. You don't hear shit, and you're like, really? What the hell? What? Why? Weird low pressure sunny day. Not very common, but they happen. But let's think about it. Same conversation we have with deer hunting all the time. You give me a clear, calm, beautiful, and sunny day. It seems like the hunting's better. You know, most likely the very much pressure's up. So, are we talking about weather or are we talking about pressure? That's my question. And Jed's gonna be annoyed because he's like pissed. He's always mad because I always get so deep into the bare much pressure and weather shit. No, it's fine. I'm always fighting with them too. Like, are you? <laughs> I'm not even going to explain it right now. So, well, if you're still listening. Okay, here's the deal. Here's here's like my annoyance with your deep dive into weather stuff. <laughs> Meteorologist. <laughs> It's the way that you phrase everything. 
It's a, well, this is happening, so they have to do yeah, this. No, they're wild fucking animals. <laughs> Quit thinking that you have found a key to controlling them. Because you haven't. Like, if yeah, you were to yeah, phrase it, fair. well, well, the barometric pressure is doing this, so they're more likely to be doing this, I'd be like, yeah, I fucking right they are. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all semantics for me. Yeah, I agree. Well, they yep. gotta be doing this. No, yep. no, they don't. Start, well, they start. can't do this. Yeah, yeah, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. And they, they will. Do it all the time. <laughs> that's for that's true. Just a cycle about trying to. Yeah, you have control practical. issues. Because you're always trying to. Yeah, you're always trying to control something. All right. <laughs> that's what Weston has to say. That's a no. That's a good. That's a fair point. And I'll definitely take that into consideration. I mean, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> And it, it's the difference between one phrase. Yeah. You know, most likely, I need to start using that. Yeah, that that would that would be great in my yeah. eyes. And really, that. no matter you know, yeah, I got I got you. Well, thanks Weston, guys. Make sure, yeah, Weston, let's let's edit this up a little bit at the yeah. end. But yeah, that's it for episode thirty. Thanks for hanging there this long. Comment, share, like. I think what's what what's your overall like I guess what's your overall like if you were to like take away something and try to are you gonna change anything are you gonna do anything different? Probably not. Um, I mean, like in Wisconsin, you're kind of handcuffed, anyways. You know, because it's not like you can go out in the beginning of April and kill three. No, they do. They do a good job. Yeah, they they do the best job. I guess I won't. I won't be looking at at other state seasons now and being like, Jesus Christ, Arkansas, why do you open after us? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they... they well, nope, no, no, it makes complete sense. Right. Like, good job, Arkansas. You realize you weren't having as many turkeys as you wanted. But they got into a, they got into a dire issue. Like, they were running, they, they running out of them. They had to. They're in bad time. Right oh, no. It'll but, be interesting to see how quickly it turns around because that's a new change they made, right? I'm not. I'm not sure. I guess. Yeah. I, I didn't think about hunting Arkansas until this year. So. And then how like it is crazy when you you just think about it and you're like, God damn. Some of these states are pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're gonna have, like like he he made a big point as to say like a lot of these states are gonna be fucking hurting. Well, and we're we're I I I'm just saying I think we're included. I think the southern states are more progressive than we are. Yeah, because they obviously long. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be feeling it too. And I I personally feel like I've seen I've seen a decline. Well, you yeah you. And we've about had it. we've had some rough winters too. And I've always put it to that we've had like rough like the last five years of winters. I bet three of them have been really shitty for them. Yeah. Well, last year we had we had bad ice late. Like like I remember thinking, holy shit, we're gonna make it through this winter finally decent. You know. Yep. Good winter, and then we had the ice. Right. Two like, years ago, we had how many? 12 inch snowfall in the middle of April, right yeah. when they were like being really dumb. Yep. Obviously, their body, I'm sure they're just like deer, their bodies get worn down, and they probably, a lot of them made some dumb decisions that those few weeks, no. too. I think uh, the question I had asked you was um, are you going to like take anything away? So I think mine, I think I'll just. Hmm. Guess I won't. I guess I'll have another positive way to look at it if I draw a third season randomly and I don't get a first. Yeah. 
I'll be like, well, at least I, I know I personally am not a good enough person to just forego one and two because I can't control myself. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to not apply for those seasons because if they're right. offered, like, like it's a, it's a him or me thing. Like that turkey's going to die. Why would I not? Well, I, I, I think it's a, it's that. And I think like if I kill one turkey, I'll just do a better job in this area of trying to preserve more than one. Yep. You know? Yep. It's just, it, it comes back, it, that was my drawing uh, theme from that, is you just got to do a better job. You got to think about, and, and pay attention this year. Like in May, what, like think about what a turkey needs with their babies, right? They need security, they need cover. Everything is hunting them. They're literally, every animal in the woods that they walk amongst is a predator to them. So what are they going to be in? Like they, what are they going? How are they going to have success? They need water. They, they, they don't even need technically. They don't need like food during that time. They, I'm sure they run on like nothing. But the, but the moms sit on the eggs all day. Mm-hmm. And do they do all night? Yeah. Yeah, they just sit there. Yeah. All night. Yeah. Unless they get, unless they get spooked off or moved off. Yeah, for those, for those. So how the fuck are they? Like, think about it, you guys. Yeah, how are they gonna possibly do that? Yeah, right. It's crazy. So you gotta look at your property and be like, well, where could they even do this? Give them a good spot to do it. If you got, I'm sorry, if you got 100 acres and you got 60 of this beautiful corn, and in the spring all it is is corn stubble, and then you got woods like, oh yeah, I just love working my chainsaw. I love clearing trails. Got beautiful woods. Got a bunch of timber. I'm about to harvest. 20, 30 year old timber, that's it. There's no weeds, there's nothing on the forest floor. Where's that hen gonna go? Not on your property, fucking impossible. Yep. Or it'll get murdered. That's why you see them get pushed out into the alfalfa when the alfalfa gets up to like knee high, because that's the best they got on that farm. Yep. And they were driven to do something really dumb. So, gotta pay attention, gotta do a better job. Am I getting like? Am I getting like out of control with this like shit? Am I, getting, like, I mean, you're driving the point home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got it. I think they get it. Yeah. You gotta be at what? Anything else, Weston? No, that's that covers everything we wanted to well, talk we've about. Gone, anymore. We've gone long enough. I was gonna say, what, what are we at? Buck twenty. Fifteen. Yeah, that's longer than. All. Majority of them. So if you're still listening, <laughs> hit subscribe. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. We'll be back next week.